I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. This week's episode of Biz Talks. I'm Kim Singletary, the managing editor of Biz New Orleans magazine. And today we're talking travel. Uh, I just got back from a trip and had a great experience at our MSY. And talking to us today is Kevin Doliel. He is the head of our our amazing new airport, uh, still new. <laughs> and he's going to talk to us a little bit about what's been going on. There's been a lot of stuff with travel. Um, just being completely crazy. And then we're also now we're going into the, the holiday season. So um, we're just going to catch up. Hi, Kevin. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so you guys have, I'm sure, had some crazy times with the pandemic and, and kind of and the whole just travel craziness somewhat post pandemic. So so tell me what's been going on out there. Yeah, it has been uh, pretty crazy, but actually it's been good to see. You know, when you uh, when you think back just a year and a half, uh, uh, two years max uh, ago, we were uh, we went from uh, processing twenty two to twenty three thousand uh, folks a day through our security checkpoint to some days uh, in the early days of the pandemic. Uh, processing only in the hundreds of people wow. through the checkpoint. So it was like a ghost town uh, out here. And it's it's good to see how, how things are coming back and rebounding. Uh, there, there's a lot more travel out there uh, and not just domestic anymore as as different international destinations have, um, have loosened uh, travel restrictions. Uh, international uh, service is, is, is picking up as well. Uh, this summer, uh, we all heard a lot about the crazy summer and, yeah. and how traffic was back in airports. We, we tracked that. Uh, we were tooling along at about 85% of 2019 numbers, uh, okay. you know, each month. And, uh, and then in June, that uh, ratcheted up to, to about 91% okay. of, 2000, of June 2019. And July was about 95%. Of July of 19, uh, so so it really bumped up during the summer. Uh, August uh, was about 87 uh, percent of August of 19, so so it didn't take back down to the 85 percent level, and uh, and we seem to be tracking in the high 80s, low 90s, uh, and but we won't know for sure until official airline numbers come in. So September won't come in until our November report, uh, but but going very well here. Uh, and seats as well, and frequencies as well. We're we're um, uh, November of 22, for instance, looking ahead, uh, uh, going into the holidays. Uh, we have 13% more available seats in November of 21, and that's only down uh, about 9% from uh, 2019. Uh, December a little bit better, uh, down only 8% in 2019 in, in terms of total seats in the market. So, so tracking real well, uh, it's, it's, it's picked up uh, very well. And tracking really as, as we slipped into the pandemic uh, and, and at the worst about a year ago and projecting forward, 
the industry was projecting 2023 uh, for uh, recovery to 2019 numbers, and we, we were pretty much there as well. Uh, we saw 23 as a whole coming in at 19 numbers and, and not hitting uh, 19 numbers month over month until about mid-23. So where we are now is really on pace with uh, what we've been projecting for a while in terms of the recovery. Did you guys have, obviously it made news, like all the delays and all of that stuff. Did what, did people see that there? And, and how are they, your airlines? Well, well, that that was a very difficult period for, for the industry as a whole. We didn't, we saw it here, uh, not to the extent uh, that it was seen in, in other markets, but but we were impacted here some as well. Uh, but uh, but the the airlines seem to have have come through that. Uh, the delays are much fewer, cancellations even fewer. Uh, so I, I think we're coming out on the backside of that and, uh, and things are beginning to, or the carriers, air carriers are beginning to right themselves in, in terms of those type issues. You know, they were related uh, primarily to, uh, to labor issues and, you know, pilot shortages and, and, and so forth drove most of that. Uh, but we're, we're pretty well coming out on the back end of that and things are righting themselves. Employment wise, are you guys, did you guys have to go down during the pandemic? I know like a lot of people, a lot of companies had to, you know, furlough people and stuff like that. And, right, right, and, right. Yeah. Where are you guys we, at? We were in a fortunate position that the, uh, our, our federal government recognizes the critical value of, of airports uh, to, to the country's economy and the movement of goods and, and people. Uh, and there was assistance uh, given to airports through the pandemic, uh, relief funds provided uh, to, assist, to assist us in handling our, our operational costs and uh, to keep uh, labor on board uh, through the pandemic. Uh, so with, with that assistance and, and with our very uh, closely monitored uh, budget and really trimming uh, expenses from our budget, uh, we, we were able to manage through the pandemic uh, without any layoffs here at the year. Uh, we lost a person here and there, some pretty valuable people uh, because of, uh, you know, the, the ridiculous uh, money that was out there and paying folks uh, for diff different technical positions. Right. Uh, but, but very little of that. We we saw it a couple times here, but uh, we were pretty much able to retain our, our workforce intact uh, throughout the pandemic. How big of an employer are you? Uh, well, the airport itself is just over 200 people. Uh, we're about uh, five 5,000 uh, badge or 4,000 badge employees at the airport overall. Now, what I was speaking to just a minute ago was the airport aviation board staff, our, our 200 folks. Right. Uh, but if you extend that to, to our partners, the airline, of course, had, had labor issues they had to deal with through the pandemic. Uh, our concessionaires were really, really uh, desperate to, uh, to bring yeah. in the numbers needed to, to properly function. Uh, so we assisted as much as we could uh, in that regard, uh, in helping our uh, uh, concessionaires and participating in uh, fairs and so forth. 
uh, and working with them on their schedules and, and on reducing menus while there was uh, labor shortages. And, and that, again, has, has paid off, I think, in, in being good partners uh, to our concessionaires. We were able to keep them functioning uh, throughout the pandemic, uh, albeit on reduced schedules and, and uh, not the full program. Uh, and now we're back to the full program. Uh, hours uh, have extended back to more normal hours of operation and, uh, and staffing is not fully there, but staffing's come back pretty well as well. So we're getting there. So looking ahead, like I know we're still kind of waiting on the flyover. Are there some things that are still coming down the pike and when should we expect to see? Well, there's, um, there are things uh, coming down the pike. I, I, uh, I told a big fib once upon a time and, and advising my staff that once we get through the terminal program, uh, we'll be able to relax and, and enjoy the fruits of our labor. <laughs> well, of course, I lied. <laughs> and and there's there's a lot more coming. Uh, I I will uh, I will mention with the with the bill funding out there now. Uh, we we have plans to uh, if if we get funding for it uh, to do some uh, pretty uh, forward looking and exciting things for the airport and connecting north and south campuses. Uh, preparing ourselves in event uh, the uh, Baton Rouge New Orleans rail uh, comes past, which it looks very probable at this point. Uh, so we'll need a, uh, in our case, a multimodal facility to accept those uh, customers and the ability to transport from the South campus around to the North campus. So, so those are big plans that, that are coming as, as rail progresses and as the bill program hopefully provides some funding for us down the road. Uh, but we're also uh, preparing the site to, to accept the, uh, the flyover as it drops down onto the airport. Uh, there's some tweaking of, of our uh, entrance roadway that has to occur. You, you're seeing some of it now. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that that can uh, more easily uh, transition into, uh, into the surface roads on the airport. Um, parking. Uh, we, uh, we were very fortunate uh, through this period in that uh, when we constructed the North Terminal and uh, conducted a parking demand study uh, going into that, that program, the demand study uh, showed a need for, uh, uh, and which we don't conduct, uh, experts in the industry do uh, for reports. Uh, and it projected the need for uh, 7,000 spaces by 2026. Uh, we had on hand in the old facility 6,000 spaces. We were a bit more proactive and as we built out the North Terminal and ensuring a second garage facility was constructed uh, in time for the opening and grew our capacity to 8,000 spaces. Okay. Uh, so we grew for growth. And, uh, and we were uh, tracked real well with that, even through the, the first big test of our parking capacity was Thanksgiving of 2019, <laughs> the heaviest travel period, Thanksgiving of 19 with the uh, added parking uh, capacity in place. Uh, we didn't even fill the, uh, the garage or the facilities adjacent to the terminals through Thanksgiving. 
we, we had very heavy demand, but we had really built uh, plenty adequate parking to, to accommodate even our peak periods. Uh, along comes the pandemic. Uh, as we emerged from the pandemic uh, through the summer with the heavy travel during the summer and the change in behavior of, uh, of uh, airport customers, uh, from more an Uber, Lyft, and cabbie and other modes of transportation to the airport, uh, more and more people uh, are driving to airports. And airports around the country uh, have been in the unfortunate position of turning parking away. Uh, we fortunately have put capacity in place for growth over a few years, but, but the un unexpected demand has pretty much consumed that capacity We've not had to turn a person away, uh, but we now are in the midst of conducting a, another parking demand study or experts doing it for us uh, to determine if this change in consumer behavior attempted to de determine if it's temporary or permanent and, and how, much, uh, how much more capacity may or may not be needed and then, then prepare and, and uh, react accordingly. Uh, so, so that'll be another area. But with that being said, we're also uh, we've also introduced uh, a couple new parking products, uh, reservations. So you can now uh, book a reservation and and know you have a spot uh, secured in a, a parking garage, which is especially uh, is is an especially good service uh, as parking is uh, can be tight on weekends. Uh, yeah. to know you have the spot, uh, or if you didn't do that and you haven't checked it, flymsy.com uh, before uh, traveling to the airport to check parking availability. If you get here and there's no space, we're, we're also uh, no space near the terminal. Uh, we're also offering a second product, the valet parking, uh, which will be available to folks uh, as a as they attempt to use the parking facilities. So valet's uh, uh, price at $36 a day. Uh, reserve parking uh, can be done at the, at the normal parking rate with a $2 uh, processing fee added to the charge and you charge ahead of time for, uh, for the parking reservation. Does so valet real good products. you can do I'm valet sorry. right now? You can do valet uh, right now. Okay. It's uh, as of, uh, as, uh, yes, as of right now, valet parking and, and reservations are, are being offered in the airport. Yeah. Tell you something else we're doing. Uh, as, we rolled, as we rolled out uh, these two parking products, we also decided with our economy parking product, we, we have been uh, promoting the fact that we have fast, efficient uh, shuttle service from the Southside Economy Garage over to the North Terminal. And, and that's still met with some, some doubt. And, and I sense when I talk to people that people think it's like 20 or 30 minutes to uh, transition around from, from that garage to, uh, to the North Terminal. So what we're offering now uh, is we're putting our money where our mouth is. And we are informing folks now that we guarantee uh, that once you're on that shuttle from the South Garage to the North Terminal, it's 15 minutes or less, okay. or you get half off on, on your parking costs. 
Oh, wow. Well, that 12 bucks a day becomes six bucks a day. If, if you happen to be on a shuttle, that took longer than 15 minutes to, to go from the South Terminal garage over to the North Terminal. And, uh, so we're standing behind uh, what we're saying in, in, in a way that, that affects our pockets if, if, we're, if we don't deliver. Okay. That's like the old Domino's <laughs> pizza thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a much better. You get much more money back if it if it doesn't work out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And look, we even have timers installed on the buses so folks can see. <laughs> All right. And and watch as as the bus moves from the south garage. Now that's in that direction only. From which is the important direction? Right. You're trying to catch a flight, right? right? So it's from the garage around to the north terminal, and. Uh, so what's going to happen to the old airport space? Is that still kind of up in the air? Well, it's it's uh, it, it's not really an up in the air proposition. Uh, it's it's one that has pop possibilities all in the aeronautical arena, and I'll okay. explain that. Uh, but the older end of the facility, the ABM, the end where Southwest was, and and A, which we had closed uh, some years back. Uh, and where our administrative offices are, uh, that end of the facility will, will be demolished. And uh, we, are, uh, we are preferring and recruiting uh, someone to uh, construct and operate an aircraft maintenance facility on, on this particular site. Uh, so uh, hopefully that'll come to pass. Uh, we're, we're at we're, we're very active in, in recruiting uh, possible operators of such a facility, and uh, and we hope we can uh, we can accomplish that. Uh, the CD end of the facility, the newer end, if you will, uh, it all has some age, but the newer end, uh, D concourse, the old Delta concourse, uh, will will remain in place. Uh, there'll be charter operations there. There'll be cargo operations off the west side uh, of that facility. Uh, the C concourse, the old C, again, will remain in place. Uh, and uh, it can be uh, repurposed, but repurposed with the ability for a take back if we needed it down the road for aeronautic uh, purposes. But I can tell you, outside of that, uh, just to... Uh, uh, kind of bring that point home. Uh, we're on 1,500 acres okay. uh, for an airport market our size. That's a very small footprint. Hmm. Uh, can it accommodate our capacity needs down the road? Yes. Uh, do we have to be mindful of how uh, that acreage is developed? Absolutely. Uh, pretty much every answer that 1,500 acres uh, will be designated for an aeronautical purpose, okay, unless we do something that strays from, from that type purpose but has take-back provisions in it. Uh, so we're also master planning uh, the facility right now as we speak, uh, and the master plan will drive a lot of uh, what's developed, uh, what, when, and where uh, on the site. But, but I, I can tell you, even without a complete master plan, uh, this will pretty much be all aeronautical purposes. Okay, awesome. Um, we had mentioned the flyover. What, is there any news on that? 
The, uh, the flyover is still tracking, I believe it's early summer okay. of next year, which is well ahead of the originally uh, 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 posted date of sometime in 2024. Energy Smart is here to help. We'll pay up to 100% of your business's qualifying LED or HVAC upgrades. Submit your project today. Call 504-229-6868 or email us at info at energysmartnola.com. Um, so going into the holidays, um, is there anything that we need to know or that... Um... So you guys sound like you you're you're prepared. <laughs> Nineteen, like you said, was was pretty crazy um, the yeah. holiday weekend. So, well, I, I can tell you for the holidays something I I, I mentioned quickly earlier when speaking uh, to the stats and passenger travel through the summer, but folks will see uh, even more uh, seats back in the market through the holidays. Uh, and when I mentioned November and December. Uh, November being about 91% of the seat capacity of 2019 for November and December being about 92% of seat capacity for 2019. So it's a continual bump up in seat capacity. Uh, so there'll be plenty of available capacity for folks to book uh, their, their holiday travel and in a wide array of air carriers, including uh, through the pandemic, we picked up two new airlines. Uh, the the uh, bigger of the two being Breeze Airways, uh, which, which was a big win for this market. Breeze came in not just with air service, uh, but also with a maintenance base and, and the high paying positions that come with that and a crew base. So pilots and flight attendants are based here and, and those higher paying jobs uh, associated with that end of the operation as well. So, so as Breeze grows, uh, you know, really depending how this market accepts Breeze, but but as they grow, uh, so will those operations. So we'll get more air service and more high-paying jobs uh, along the way as that operation goes. So that's something really to keep in mind and for this community. Oh yeah. So so we lost one, that. lost one Breeze, and we get another Breeze. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, so that was good. And Silver Airways was another new carrier. And they're, they're a small airline uh, operating between here and Jacksonville. Breeze, that I mentioned, has 10 destinations from here. Uh, Frontier launched uh, Las Vegas and Atlanta in September. Alaska, uh, get, it gave us uh, or is giving us nonstop service to Portland, Portland, oh. Oregon in late 22. Uh, Southwest is giving us Long Beach, California, a, a mm -hmm. new destination in, in January of 23. Uh, and then on the international front, uh, all of the Canadian service uh, is back. Uh, Air Canada uh, went back into Toronto a couple months ago. Uh, and back in June of 22, Air Transat uh, is bringing their Montreal service back uh, in November. And Air Canada will also uh, launch Montreal service uh, in, in February of, uh, of next year. So we'll have two air carriers into Montreal, uh, one into Toronto. Uh, Spirit Airlines launched uh, Cancun service and San Pedro Sula. Uh, British Airways, the, the, the 
the big gem of our international service, uh, came back into the market uh, four times weekly to London. I, I just used it, in fact, uh, for the New Orleans Saints game. Oh, really? Uh, great, great trip. The game was a disappointment, but everything <laughs> else about the trip was very good. And British Airways is, is really very good service. So, so enjoyed the trip over and back. Uh, Air France uh, is coming in with two nonstops in December uh, to service uh, high demand for a hematology convention here in New Orleans. Right. Uh, so it'll service those users, but it was also opened up for, uh, for public sale. Uh, so folks uh, hopefully can still go on if they haven't booked full yet. Uh, and, you know, book, uh, take advantage of the opportunity to fly nonstop to Paris uh, from here. Uh, it'll be over December 8th and December 13th, I believe, are the flights uh, in the New Orleans, Paris direction. That's a good Christmas present. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so this is all good news for this market going into uh, into this season. Wow, that's awesome. I'm and, excited. And, and when you when you travel, I'll, always remember, uh, it takes five seconds to type in flymissmide.com on your phone and it gives you real-time parking availability uh, before you ever leave home or if you've left already your passenger can uh, plug it in uh, so you know which which site you're headed to for parking uh, and also we we have a program two programs in in the economy parking garage that i spoke to earlier with the shuttle service right uh, we also have a uh, check-in uh, program in that facility where you can actually drive up uh, to a curbside check-in position inside that garage. Uh, check your baggage, check in for your flight, and so when and then go up and park, uh, board the shuttle uh, without lugging bags up and down the stairs, and when you get to the other terminal, you go directly to the checkpoint because you're already checked and your bags are already gone. Uh, so that's uh, all of the major carriers are, are participating. Southwest, we expect to be back in the program soon. They were in before the pandemic, uh, haven't come back in yet since the pandemic, but, but expecting to come in as well. So American, Delta, Spirit, and United. If you're traveling on any of those carriers, right now you can check your baggage in, in, in that facility. So it's a real good service. And then 12 bucks a day, uh, for that garage is a real good park uh, for as their parking goes. Yeah, it is. I wish, yeah, I wish we could have used that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Somebody with the little one, you know, you carry all the gear with you and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes it tough. Right, right, right. And, uh, and we also, uh, something we, uh, we promote and, and folks can really take advantage of even if you're not traveling, uh, you have a way of accessing airside here in this airport. And again, we're one of uh, that bag check uh, process. I think we're one of four airports in the country uh, that to do such a thing in a garage. And, and we also have a program called the MSY Guest Pass, uh, where uh, you can be, if you go on our site and register uh, a day in advance of wanting a pass, uh, we can process you through our system, have a pass waiting for you the day you intend to use it, and you can use that pass uh, like an airline ticket. Show it at the security checkpoint, process through the checkpoint, 
and you have full access to Airside. All of the shops and eateries out there. If you've seen a loved one off, you can go out to the gate with that loved one uh, and uh, maybe uh, spend time uh, out at Airside with them. Uh, we've known people uh, to use it just to, uh, uh, it's a day out or a night out. We'll coming out to, uh, to have a meal and, and enjoy the, the airport. So it's a good program. And uh, it's, it's one we, we continue to push and one folks uh, should look to take advantage of. And during the holiday season, you'll be seeing uh, loved ones off. You'll be meeting loved ones. You might want to meet them at their gate. And that right. gives you the ability to do that as well. Yeah, well, and, and I think with all of the stuff that's happened over the summer, I know when we just traveled, we got to the airport a lot earlier than we used to, <laughs> just in right, case. Right, right, so, right. so we were spending a good amount of time at the airport on our trips. And so it, it, definitely with the people that we visited, um, I don't think San Diego has that, but um, that would have been nice. Yeah, only a few airports. Again, probably, well, we're one of a handful of airports that, that offer that type program as well. Um, oh, that's exciting. So we, we just we just have to be very proactive in providing good customer service tools here at the airport. Well, you guys have a lot going on, <laughs> and and it's exciting. It is really nice. I I think I said this before when we had talked to you, but it's uh, I I know it's been described as like a welcome mat. Um, and and for me, when I'm coming back home. There's something nice about coming home, and it's it's a really nice airport, and you're not. Thank you. you know, it, it's it's nice to come. It's something we can be proud of. Yes, and it's yeah. it's a very different experience from uh, from what we had. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then just last thing before before I let you go, I wanted to talk to you about the news um, in July that you were elected as vice chair of North America's Airports Council. Tell me a little bit about okay. that. Uh, it, it's uh, Airports Council International, North, North America region, okay. uh, is made up of uh, the U.S. and Canada. And uh, I've been a, a, a longtime uh, member and, and close uh, to the organization, to both our large trade organizations, AAAE as well, the uh, the, the second large trade organization in our industry. But uh, ACINA uh, is, is uh, a trade organization that represents airports in uh, very critical uh, uh, political uh, uh, issues, uh, infrastructure needs, issues um, on, on the Hill, uh, and, and a variety of different training uh, opportunities and uh, good learning opportunities through conferences, meetings, um, and it's primarily uh, airport leadership that's more okay. closely involved with ACINA. And uh, and I was elected recently uh, to the board uh, about two years ago. And uh, I was on the board of directors uh, actually back in the 90s and, and had to leave as I went over to the consulting side of the industry, cross over to the dark side for a few years. <laughs> And, uh, and now back, I was elected to the board and just recently elected as vice chair. Uh, I will serve as vice chair through the end of next year. And then uh, from there, I automatically move into the chair seat uh, for two years uh, with ACINA. Um, 
there's there's a, something else coming out of uh, Airports Council International. Uh, so ACINA is one of, I think it's five regions. There's the, the Africa region, Europe region, Asia, uh, Latin America, uh, and uh, ACI World, uh, kind of the parent organization, if you will, uh, our regions all flow up to, to ACI World. Uh, so uh, beyond the, the, uh, the role at NCI, ACINA, uh, I was just recently, uh, gosh, um, a few weeks ago, appointed to the ACI World Board. Oh, wow. So that's a that's another happening with uh, with our uh, largest worldwide uh, trade organization. So, so that helps you keep kind of your finger on what's going on in airports, not only nationally but worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and with both organizations, even the ACINA um, uh, connection, uh, what I did mention is. Uh, besides knowing what's going on at, at your particular facility at all times, uh, you, you have an eye on what's going on in the industry overall. Okay. So moves you're making at your facility, you're, you're, you're making moves uh, with an industry mindset, right? You, you know what other airports are doing, how different things are working, what issues are at airports. And you're having to engage and involve in that from an industry perspective. Uh, and it's really helpful uh, bringing all of that type of knowledge and, and information back into your own operation. Uh, your operation really benefits from that type of participation. And I encourage the staff here, that uh, the leadership team here uh, to engage with both AAAE and ACI in, a, in leadership roles. And a number of our staff have, have taken advantage and you'll find us, I'll say us, <laughs> okay. you'll, you'll find us in, in uh, leadership roles with both organizations. And it's really beneficial uh, to this airport and to our operation. Well, that's awesome. Well, Kevin, I always enjoy talking to you and, and um, I love to travel. So I love hearing what's going on um, and, and what what experiences we can expect and i really appreciate your time i know you guys are going to be Thank gearing you. up and um and yeah we look forward to seeing you at the airport okay thank you or very hearing much. your voice at least hearing your voice <laughs> every, i don't know how often they play that but <laughs> it's, it's on a continual loop it's, it's me, ped, me peddling our products right? <laughs> is it weird for you when you're in there because i hate hearing my own voice which is funny because we do a podcast but is it weird it, for you when you're in there it, it was weird for a month or so now i don't even hear myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. Um, well, so thank you so much. And everybody listening, this is November. So our family business issue is out online and in stands. Um, and so pick that up and learn everything there is to know about what's going on with family businesses in the, in the area. And thank you again, Kevin. And thanks, everybody, thanks. for listening. And thank you so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. 
For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.